Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today on CityCast Philly, imagine this. You're sitting out in what you think is your backyard until the city says, actually, that's not your backyard. It's part of a public golf course. I'm speaking with a writer about how property lines are getting crossed in Overbrook Park. It's Monday, March 27th. I'm Trina Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Bernard Brown, you're a writer for Grid Philly. Bernard, you spoke to some residents of the Overbrook Park neighborhood in West Philly. They said that no one told them that their backyard is actually parts of a public golf course. This seems wild. How did something like this even happen? Well, it's it's probably more common than we realize around the city. Um, and so the the golf course dates back to 1916, the park to a little bit earlier than that. The housing there dates back to the 50s. And it, around the time the houses were built was about the peak of parks funding in Philadelphia. Or from that point, the park's budget declined decade after decade mm-hmm. because of uh, just sit- the city was losing population, becoming poorer, you know, by percentage of, of sort of people who are below the poverty line and um, median incomes declining, uh, property values declining, and all of that ate away at the city budgets. And and one of the ways that the city found somewhere to save money was in parks operations funding. And so it's I think it's a useful context to remember that uh, at the same time that people were really settling into these neighborhoods, the park system was doing probably less and less to maintain the areas on the other side of the property line. And so the way that that property owners who live there now, who are like the second or third, let's say, generations of people to live in those houses, the way they would talk about it is that all these years, the the city, or I guess to, to their mind, the city, but it could have been whoever was leasing the golf course at that point in time, uh, would mow up to a certain point. Right. Uh, and so they sort of thought of traditionally the the place that the city moved up to, or the, whoever was maintaining the golf course mowed up to as the property line. Um, not everybody goes and runs and checks the deed, you know, to their house to double right. check where your property line is. You sort of say, okay, well, if they're mowing up to that point, then everything on the other side must be ours. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I think other people who who might have had an idea of what was going on still looked at it and said, look, we're taking care of this ground here. If if we're the ones taking care of this, then we're going to make more use of it and not just have it be this weedy no man's land in between where what the city takes care of and where we live. So, Bernard, I did a quick Google search on Google Maps of the 7600 block of Brockton Road, and you can almost see how close the green space is to these homes. It's really interesting. You know, I'm just wondering, like, what have the homeowners built in their backyards? A lot of people just sort of maintain it as mowed backyard. 
Uh, but a lot of people have extended driveways out there. Um, they've built little sheds, just like you might in your backyard, like to keep your lawnmower, to keep, uh, you know, the extra pogo sticks and bicycles and stuff that your kids accrue over the years. <laughs> um, and just like your basic backyard shed. Yeah. And I have not walked around folks' backyards, so I can't say everything that's back there. But when you're looking like you did on the satellite images, you can see there's sort of driveways, there's sheds, there's stuff like that back there. Maybe some decks that get that when you then impose the official property lines over it, maybe some decks and things like that that creep over that line also. What has the city said about all of this? The city has been cautious in how they've talked about it. This came to light because advocates who are working around the broader issues around the golf course had done a, uh, a right to know request, mm -hmm. which is a way that anybody, any of us can request public information from our government. And they had done a request uh, that turned up a letter between the commissioner of parks and recreation, the department of parks and recreation here in Philadelphia and uh, a representative from the Cobbs Creek foundation, which is the entity that is leasing the golf course and is, is renovating it and plans to operate the golf course. Uh, and they've got a lease that looks, that could extend for 70 years for a really long time. 30 years, I think is the initial uh, period of the, the lease, but uh, where, and in this letter, the commissioner was sort of recognizing the concern, I guess, that must have been expressed previously by the foundation representative that people have built into the golf course, essentially. And the commissioner, I think, was being pretty sensitive about it, was saying, you know, we're going to try to work on this, but you got to understand that people might not even realize that they've built across the property line. People have spent a lot of money on this, on stuff that they've built over the property line. Um, and it's going to take a while to, to unwind this. And so that was that was a, a letter that was in 2019. Um, but it's 2023 now. <laughs> right, exactly. It's been a little while. Uh, and then that wasn't public at the time, right? This only became public a few months ago. And we asked the, the grid, asked the Parks and Recreation Department, okay, so what do you guys plan to do? They said um, at that point, I think this was like in November of last year, the representative said they are not planning on doing anything about the, about, and, and the term of art for this is encroaching amenities. Um, so they're not amenities. planning to do anything about the encroaching amenities. The stuff in the backyard. The stuff in the backyards that crosses the property lines. Bernard, can you tell us about this particular neighborhood? The neighborhood Overbrook Park, it was built up in the 50s. And it is mostly black and mostly middle class. So it's sort of a, it is, I don't know, when you think of Row House Philadelphia, it is about as basic Row House Philadelphia as you can imagine. Uh, and mm -hmm. the, at least one of the neighbors that I talked to reflected on the racial dimension of this, which is that the neighborhood when it was first built up was mostly white. And so when people were, let's say, initially starting to build out or think of the neighboring areas of the public golf course as their property, they were almost entirely white people. And the neighbor pointed out that the foundation, the city are sort of asserting this property line now that the neighborhood is mostly black right. as opposed to white as um, it had so been like in the, the past. Timing, um, the neighbor brought up that the timing seemed 
a little interesting. In, in, a, in, a, in a nutshell, sort of saying that this wouldn't be happening like this if it were a neighborhood of white people instead of black people. Wow. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's been it's been like 70 years and no one's bothered with this until now. Mm-hmm. The the golf course renovation has proceeded without very much outreach to the neighboring neighborhoods. There's been some outreach that has to do more with educational programming. Right, like a Tiger Woods Foundation is somehow involved. Tiger Woods Foundation is getting involved. All good things there. But in terms of how the golf course was getting leased in the first place, in terms of what the plans, the big scale plans of large scale plans of renovating the golf course, that people have learned what the detailed plans are because they've seen them unfold. And so this is a, a another of those instances that leaves people around the neighborhood feeling somewhat, you know, sort of surprised, uh, very much disrespected by the whole process and by the, the city and the foundation because they 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 haven't been forthcoming about what they're planning to do with that land, you know, right that they're neighbors of until things actually happen. Have you seen anything like this before? I mean, you write that the city records show that many of the yards on the 7500 block and the 7600 block of Brockton Road extend into the park boundary. I've talked to other people who, as you do when you're reporting something and you 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 call people who might not be like familiar with the particular issue, specific instance, but you ask them about this as a concept. And people say, yeah, you know, this is maybe more common with public rights of way. If you look on a lot of maps in the city, official maps, you might see what are sometimes called paper roads that are roads that are marked out on a map, but in reality, Maybe it's been like 200 years since there was actually a road there mm. or 100 years or there was never actually a road built, but it was still meant to be public right away. And so you see situations like that where people have built into those right of, rights of way where it's supposed to be public, but people still build into it. I've seen a little bit of this in some parts of southwest Philly where there are some big vacant parcels of land. I didn't get get out the property maps to compare it, but I was sort of noticing that that on some of these big really under-maintained, technically city-owned parcels of land, you'll see some backyards seem to extend a little further than the others, you know? (laughs) And so um, I think it's not all that uncommon. And I think you could sort of two scenarios. It could be um, some folks saying, you know what? No one's doing anything else with that land back there. It is a deficit to our neighborhood in a way that it's not being maintained. And uh, if we're taking care of it, then we're going to utilize it. And then I think there's also plenty of people who just, you know, you move into the neighborhood and you see that some people have their yards back that far. And you're like, all right, maybe I'll put a shed back there, too. Um, and you sort of don't go and check the the maps and check your deed to double check it before you do. Um, so I think it it happens in those ways. So what happens next for the households in Overbrook Park? So what happens next is apparently nothing. There was a public meeting of the Overbrook Park Civic Association after we ran the the blog post and representatives from Parks and Recreation, from the Cops Creek Foundation, as well as some of the elected officials offices whose districts this falls into came and basically reassured folks that there's no plans to take or take back the that boundary area that some folks have built uh, their amenities on. But I think uh, the folks who are living on the block are, 
are reasonably uh, suspicious because folks were walking around what they've always perceived to be their backyards, spray painting and putting in stakes without asking them first and without anybody hearing about it first. And it sure seems like something is planned. All right. That's Bernard Brown, writer for Grid Philly. Thanks so much for joining me on CityCast Philly. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll have a link to Bernard's full story in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. According to the Philadelphia Water Department, from the latest hydraulic modeling and sampling as of Sunday, the department says they are, quote, confident tap water from the Baxter plant will remain safe to drink through 1159 p.m. today. For more updates on the city's water, go to phila.gov. And WHYY reports that killings in the city are down 13 percent compared to this time last year. But District Attorney Larry Krasner says there's still a backlog of cases that are unsolved. So his office is asking for the public's help. Tips can be offered by calling 215-686-TIPS or sending an email at tips at phillypolice.com. It's time for the tip of the day where we share a life hack for living in Philly. To reduce your chance of getting HIV from sex or injection drug use, the city offers PrEP for free, and you don't need insurance. Schedule a televisit with a doctor. You can text 215-709-7826 or check out phillykeeponloving.com. If you have a tip of the day, we'd love to hear from you too. Call or text us at 215-259-8170. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. I did it. (laughs) 